Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast. Today I want to talk about whether you can run an online coaching business without social media. I hope you enjoy. This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. I've recently not been online as much as I have been in the past and could have been. But saying could have been suggests that, you know, I feel guilty for it or I should have been on. Actually, it's a slightly strategic but also accidental outcome of just being a bit busier with my relatively new baby. But I also just have been in delivery mode. So I've been delivering the mastermind modules and coaching that I've been running since March. I've been delivering my coaching sessions with my one-to-one clients. I've also been delivering the podcast. So in essence, the essentially day and a half that I have had until recently to do my work has been taken up. In addition, I think when you have less time, it also becomes aware how much you need to do outside of the business. I've always known that we should split our time almost equally between delivery and the rest of your business, right? Working on it, working on development, on lead generation, on marketing, on connections, on nurturing. All of that stuff takes time. I actually really enjoy it, but I think when you have less time, you do focus a lot on the delivery when you have great clients. And so For me, social media has really fallen by the wayside, but I really wanted to discuss this on the podcast because it hasn't fallen by the wayside in the worst way, and it's raised a couple of discussions with my clients, but it's also got me thinking about how we use social media in the best way for us and whether or not it's possible to run an online business and particularly an online coaching business without ostensibly accessing your social media. So let's talk about this in parts because there's a few different definitions I think are important first. Then I'm going to talk about the conditions that it might mean to not be with social media. And then I'm going to talk about how you could be on it in different ways. So let's start at the beginning. I may not have been public on social media very much. It's not like I've been totally away, but I just haven't been on it regularly. And it meaning for me, Instagram and LinkedIn. My Facebook is often linked to my Instagram Um, so for me, it's kind of two main platforms. I've not spent much time there. I've not been interacting with other people. I've not been posting all that much, although I have a little bit and I've not been on stories, um, which is a place that I spend quite a bit of time on Instagram and enjoy by the way. So I have been checking in, looking at some things and I have been having discussions with people that I know in DMs. So Although I haven't been publicly on social media, I've definitely privately been on social media because for many of us, rightly or wrongly, we use it as a messenger service as well, right? We check in with our colleagues, our peers. Yes, sometimes our clients, although I have a policy where I don't talk to my clients on social media because it's just not a reliable source for me to refer to. So just because you're not publicly on social media doesn't mean you're not using it. 
but other people may not know that, right? Especially new people to us, they may not know that you are actually present, but you're not posting, you're not sharing stories. And how do you find new people if you're not actually sharing stuff with new people? How do you make connections if new people don't see that you're there to make connections? So that's kind of what I'm going to go into today. What might it mean to be without social media? So I'm not referring really to people who are totally off social media, like have no profiles, definitely have no um, public profile on Instagram or LinkedIn, for example, maybe have a private Instagram, but very much use it for their private. And maybe they have a personal Facebook page, but that's all closed. Um, And even now, of course, they may not have a personal Facebook page because quite a few people I know shut them down a little while ago. So I'm not actually referring to that. I mean, you are on social media in some form. You have a presence, but you just don't use it very much or you've used it in the past a lot and you've turned away from it or you're having a rest. You know, you've accidentally on purpose allowed client delivery to take over um, and you just haven't been present or you've taken a deliberate six month break or you know, you're not there all that much is essentially the definition I'm talking about. People could probably find your profiles and you're there as your business, but you're just not around. I think let's talk about that on the extreme end, though, because one of the things about this conversation is there's almost a shame involved around being on social media so much. And it can feel like I need to do this because I have to be present for my business. I have to build my audience. My audience has to see me. Um, But ironically, there can be a shame involved in being that present and in needing to sell your stuff. So we're almost living or working in a dichotomy where we think we have to be present all the time, but we can't sell anything because it would just, you know, go against our principles. We've got to change that balance. Otherwise, we're going to completely wear ourselves out and burn ourselves out online we're not going to enjoy being online it won't bring us the benefit we want which ultimately when you're running your business and your coaching business you do want to be making money right unless you're a charity or unless you're a volunteer so I think being on social media can have a really big impact on our business but using it strategically is the best way but what about the people who aren't on social media and I've had comments in the past that I honestly have held on to for far too long particularly um, I'm paraphrasing but the kind of comment which might be I don't even have a website and I'm fully booked and that used to trigger the hell out of me because I would think well I've had a website for ages and I'm not fully booked and not just that you know I particularly in the early days I used to go Facebook live quite a lot And I'd be like, but I'm going live quite a lot and I'm not fully booked. Um, And that's another version of shame. It's not shameful for the person to say that. Great for them. But if you're not in that situation, you can feel like you're less than or you can feel like you're doing something massively wrong. Um, And of course, it's important to pick apart those comments as well. What does somebody mean by fully booked? What do they mean by not having a website? Maybe they have a really strong Facebook profile or maybe they have a really strong 20 year old referral system in place you know word of mouth so let's just go to that around that not being on social media at all and sometimes it being suggested that you know you might be on social media too much or that you shouldn't have to be on social media because other people get loads of business without it 
Um, often I find that those people, like I said, had a strong profile elsewhere. They may have been a bricks and mortar shop or business until now or still, and they haven't had the need or inclination to be online. They may have been a bricks and mortar shop and built up such a strong base that going online, it felt natural and easy to bring their customers there too. Um, if they have gone online, they've probably been running their business for a while, like usually a good decade. And that's really before Instagram took off being used in businesses. I know it was around, but for businesses, it wasn't huge as it has grown in the last decade. And they probably have a really strong word of mouth referral system in place and a strong reputation. So if you think, but I shouldn't have to be online, I don't want to use social media, other people make this work without being on social media, just think about who those other people are that you're comparing yourself to. Because are they one of those types of businesses, for example, the shop, been around for a lot longer and have really strong word of mouth referrals, which you don't currently have. And that's not to burst your bubble and say you can't have it, but you don't currently have that if you're a relatively new business or you've been in business for five years and you've only ever been online. So it's all right, you know, compare yourself if you want, but but I would say compare and despair because it won't come in use. So when people say, I haven't needed to use social media, you're on it a lot, aren't you? You know, firstly, it's whatever comments people say shouldn't have to worry us, but it also is different. Each of our businesses is different. And if you're a coach and if you're working online, it is different as well. Um, even to another kind of health business, to a physiotherapist, to a another kind of therapist, it is a different business. And so getting to the point, could you run your coaching business online without being on social media? Let's have a look at how you could possibly do it. Um, and I'm going to give you the options that could be possible for you. So this might be useful for you to take some notes if you want or for you to think about how you could best use your social media without being on it all the time, without having to post on it all the time, without having to think about it all the time. Because you know how often we go, you know, we're at an event or an online thing or in our garden and we think that would be a nice picture for Instagram. I don't want to live my life like that. I really don't. And so spending less time on social media is important to me but using it really well is also really important. So how could you run your online coaching business without being on social media all the time? Number one, you could be on it in less time. So you could take less time to be on it. How do you do that is the most obvious thing around scheduling. You'll find schedulers and freebies and downloads all over the internet. Um, you know, you can schedule for 90 days, 120 days, whatever you want in advance. i tell you something though, um, and this is really common for people I work with, for people in my audience. We don't find that easy. It's not just that we don't find it easy. It's just not feasible or possible in the way that you think and the way that your brain works. And that's completely normal. It doesn't mean you're disorganized. It doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to think or plan ahead. It's that you take inspiration from the world around you and you want to write and share and respond. And a client of mine is an absolute genius at this on human design, Cleo Whitehead. And in coaching her, she's taught me a lot about human design. And this is a really interesting part of who we can be in a more gentle business. Spending less time on social media doesn't have to mean that you're scheduling everything like we're told to. 
it may work much better for you to think scheduling in terms of the top line content. So for the next week or two, what are the three to seven-ish things that you want to talk about, like the topics, the call to actions, what you might want to start promoting or selling? And you plan that out on, a, I do it on a massive piece of paper and post-its, and then that becomes part of a spreadsheet, but I don't really go to a spreadsheet until I've done it on paper. And then as the inspiration comes to you for the detail of that post, that's when you write it. Now that might be five minutes before you post it. It might be that you're able to do three or four pieces of content all in one run, but it's okay if that's not consistent for how you do it. It's probably not the way that you think or plan best. So go with the way that you think and plan best. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're not doing it well or right. Sure, it might be that it's not as efficient as planning your content 90 days ahead. But honestly, who wants to think about what they're going to write on the 19th of June when, yeah, sure, you might know what you want to be selling, but your feelings about what you write, the content has to be real and it has to really feel real to you, which can only happen a couple of days before. So cool. So schedule top level content and um, the idea of what you're going to post and then post and share the content as you need to. But if you have about a two week plan of generally what you're about to post, you probably find that you're going to share that content more regularly as well and that you'll be able to get the inspiration for that post because you'll be thinking about it in advance. So scheduling to some degree will really help you but not to the nth degree. I also want you to spend less time on social media by almost setting a timer when you scroll. Um, I've noticed I've not been on like posting as much but you can go down the scroll hole, right? So if you can set a timer or wait until you've done everything you need to do for that morning, that hour, that day before you start scrolling. So I hate to say reward yourself with scrolling, but it might end up being that way because you first have to finish a proposal, feedback to a client and prepare for a workshop. Do it all after that, not before, because you know full well, 45 minutes later, you're standing over the kitchen counter and you're still scrolling. So there's a couple of ways you can be on social media in less time in terms of like being out there as much plan and schedule um, top line and then set timers to scroll then let's have a look at another way you could be on social media less or not technically on social media very publicly at all how could you be on it less publicly but still using it this is a really interesting solution and one, I'm sure many of you are doing it, but how about thinking about this more strategically? Just because I haven't been on social media posting doesn't mean I haven't been on it. Like I said, I've been having chats, DMs, connections. Um, I don't set up groups or anything on Instagram, but you know, you can still be doing things on social media. You can actually still be interacting with other people. You might be liking or sharing their comments. You might be feeding back to them on something they've done genuinely and not in a false way so that's not you posting or maybe even doing any stories but that's you showing your audience that you are there and being present and chatting to them and you and I know that dm conversations can be really powerful right having almost the intimacy of talking to somebody in a private forum where you've taken it more privately is really powerful for you both because you can ask really good questions if you're the coach you can probably have some things answered if you're an audience member or a client um, and you start to understand like the relationship you might have with that person if you wanted to take them on as a coach or if you wanted to take them on as a client 
So have you thought about not being on social media so much publicly, but using your private social media better? And by which I don't mean, you know, using your personal profiles unless you want to. I mean using the less public ways of chatting to people, your DMs, sometimes your stories, but obviously that's still quite public. You're just not having to be on it thinking about creating all the time. The one thing I would say about that is I've always said creating is actually better for your mental health. It's far better for your levels of comparison, for your levels of empowerment, for your levels of um, confidence to be creating than it is to be constantly consuming. So be careful if you decide, you know what, for a month, however long, I'm not going to really be present on social media, actively posting actively sharing stories but I am going to be present for my audience I'm going to take time to get to know people I'm going to dm some of them when I like something I'm going to answer their polls I'm going to connect back with someone I spoke to last year because I really liked what they said yesterday you can do that but be careful you don't spend all your time consuming so much of other people's content that you get lost in then going back to creating your own And that can be really important because creating your own does still really mean that people see you as an authority. If you're completely silent on social media without any kind of brand backing and history to what you do and people don't know who you are, it can be very hard to have your voice heard. So don't get so overwhelmed with other people's voices that you stop producing. But should you wish to take time out, should you wish to be quiet or should you wish to do it very strategically by no longer using social media in the same way, it is absolutely still possible to have great interactions with people. And I'd argue having a DM from someone and a chat there is more powerful than them sending a comment on your latest post because you're directly talking to them and they know they're directly talking to you. So let's go to the, you know, another version of it. Can you be off it completely? Well, sure you can. You could close down all of your social media profiles if you want. And sometimes people just close down all of them, but one, right? I, like many of you, I've got a profile on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I've got a profile on Twitter. Um, and where else? Probably one or two other places. I actively use, like I said, Instagram and LinkedIn, But if you were to look for me on the others, I'd be there. I just don't use them. So if I was really being more strategic, I would say only have profiles and only show up on LinkedIn and Instagram. The others are there historically. I've just never shut them. So is it better to sort of not attempt to spread yourself too thin, even if you're not using all of those profiles, um, than it is to just say I'm only on Instagram or I'm only on LinkedIn? I don't know that there's an answer for that. I think a lot of it depends on how you use them and your message. And even if you're using them differently, like some people use LinkedIn to talk to corporates and Instagram to talk to smaller businesses or similar difference between them. Uh, But can you be off it completely? Can you shut all of your social media down now knowing what it might do for you in the future and ostensibly knowing what it has done for you in the past? I don't know the answer to this. I think that if you're a business that's been around a while and you've got a strong brand reputation and if you do an audit on where most of your clients come from, you may discover still 50 to 70% of them are coming through word of mouth 
And that word of mouth isn't impacted by your social media because that's what you sometimes don't know. Word of mouth might still be because you're on social media, right? Our old friends see us and they refer us to their new friend. Um, Our old colleagues see that post on LinkedIn and they go, oh, do you know what? She'd be really good to get in for that contract. So whilst it was word of mouth, it was social media that implicated that connection. So could you come off it completely? I don't know the answer to that. I think it would be hard. And I've been thinking about this for myself. I don't actually want to come off completely, but I do believe that I just believe that Instagram is going to change. In five, seven years time, we're not going to be using it in the same way that we are now. We weren't using it in the same way as we are now five years ago. Um, And so what does that mean? Probably for me, it's been happening for a while anyway, going more towards LinkedIn more than ever. And yet I enjoy and have fun on Instagram when I'm using it strategically. I also know how powerful social media has been for me. So another place that you could think about getting word of mouth referrals is things like panels and speaking gigs and PR. You might be able to propose yourself a panel, speaking gigs and, and you know, magazines or articles that you want to write for. But often those places will either check who we are, what our audience is by our social media, or they will you know, use it to reference us at the end of that talk or use it to reference how people can find us. And so without it, and only, for example, a website, are we doing ourselves a disservice by people not being able to follow and interact and feel and see our brand too? It's a really interesting question. I do think there is some radical thinking that needs to happen with this. Um, I think that us being far more active in our preferences about what we do and actually don't like is really important. The number of coaches I've spoken to in my mastermind, in my other group programs, in my private clients, who do repeatedly say, I don't really like one or the other. I don't like Instagram. I don't like LinkedIn, but are feeling forced to be there. And I don't think that's unique to coaches. I don't think that's unique to my clients. It might be unique to my age group, you know, considering I'm in my 40s, but I do think there has to be another way for us to be able to consistently build up a reputation and a brand without feeling like we have to splurt ourselves all over online. Another episode I'm going to do um, slightly links into this, which is about a coach I've been recently working with who I hardly know anything about. I'm going to cover that somewhere else because it's been a really fascinating experience. But, you know, how much we do share online Um, And I've always and continue to be an advocate for it, but I will cover that in another conversation. So how do you know that you could go offline completely? Well, maybe you've reached a tipping point. Maybe that tipping point is that your audience continues to build in some way or another. People find your email list or they always uh, join your Facebook group. But again, that's social media or they are consistently coming to you in as much as you need them to to meet the funds that you need monthly or quarterly without you having to use social media. And if that's you and you feel like that's going to continue, then yeah, maybe coming off social media is a really wise decision because it's just not benefiting you. But again, going back to how you know people aren't finding you on your social media to then join your email list or to then join your Facebook group or to then join your masterclass or your group program is a tough one. You probably have to have a presence somewhere to have links somewhere 
right, to be able to refer people to you. And again, this is very specifically talking about online coaches. There could be other situations. Um, it could be something slightly different for other businesses, but I do think this is quite universal for around how people could be on social media less or not at all. But what do you do finally if you just hate it? If you if you hate it, not even just to the oh, you know, ooh, you're not in the right mood for it, or you're going through cycles of liking and loathing it, which is very common. Um, I find I'm in a cycle of about two, three months of sort of going on and then coming off and then going on and coming off. But what do you do if it's not just that and it's like impacting your mental health and you finally realise it's impacting your mental health and it's, it doesn't matter whether it's good for your business, it's not good for you. Can you still run your online coaching business if that's the case? I believe you can. I do believe there's other ways that you can start to interact with your social media that keep you protected. It might be that you have someone else completely run it for you, but that feels like lack of control and you're not ready to, you know, give over that level of control. It also can feel like someone else is creating content for you and you're less present, which of course is the really the reason why you don't want to be around but it also feels like your audience doesn't really know you. So can you completely run your online coaching business without it? I'm not sure entirely, but I am sure that you can use it differently with boundaries in place, with protections in place, and definitely with time in place. But if you need to have a rest, if you need to go away and think about how you use it in order to support your well-being, in order to build your business in the best possible way, re-listen to this podcast and some of the ways that I suggest I think the most powerful way is to not be on it as publicly as you have been, to not be on stories all the time, to not be posting every day or even every other day, to post powerful stuff that is really cuts through the noise when you do post and share content, by which I mean really getting to the heart of what you're trying to say. No washing around it and being sort of like wishy-washy around the outcomes that you get for people. It's being very confident in what you're saying when you do post and share content. But it's also being more private with what you do. It's sharing DMs, it's commenting, it's liking other people's stuff. But again, if you're struggling with your well-being and thinking, I'm comparing myself too much and this isn't doing me any good, you have to be careful of that. So can you run your online coaching business without using social media? The answer is yes and no, for all the reasons I've given. I would love to know what you're thinking about this. I'm about to be back online a little bit more. Um, my daughter, Hope, is about to go to nursery, which is crazy to think about, but it will give me some more time. It doesn't mean I'm going to spend all that time on social media, but I enjoy being there when I'm in control of it. And so I'm excited to get back to being in control of it and being present with the most efficient ways of being present. Let me know what you think in the comments or on Instagram, and um, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.